0: what's up you guys welcome
1: back to the my virgo friend podcast uh my gemini friend miss kristen themesta of b3 by kristen but before we get started with our gemini friend y'all let's go into our five deep breaths i need you to inhale through the nose exhale through the mouth taking in as much air as you can and deplete those lungs let's go breathe in Do you feel that lightness of Gemini season in the air? Shout out to the air signs, Geminis, Aquarius, and Libras. Cheers. Shout out to the earth signs, the Virgos, the Tauruses, and the Capricornis. Cheers. Shout out to the fire signs, the Leos, the Sagittarius, and the Aries. And last but not least, those water babies, the Scorpios, Pisces, and Cancers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. So like I said, we have our Gemini friend in the building, you guys. We have Miss Kristen themester of B3 by Kristen. Kristen, what's up?
0: hi hey i'm glad
1: to be here i'm excited for the conversation and i'm good i'm good yeah. i'm so happy to have you here thank you for making time for us over here at the my virgo friend podcast no problem no problem so kristen um you guys if you don't know kristen is my Saura. we are the devastating deeds of delta sigma theta okay we crossed pi gamma chapter so shout out to pi gamma chapter of dst right. we love hey, y'all Saras. yes hey sarah but yes kristen please tell us all about you oh well, ooh,
0: loaded question okay well hi y'all i am kristen beamster i am um, based out of charlotte north Carolina. Um, Professionally, I'm a licensed therapist and a wellness coach, and so a lot of the things that I do business and brand-wise is helping people get themselves together through healthy habits and new routines, and we address mental health, we address physical health, we talk about spiritual relationships and just keeping everything in personal harmony, mm-hmm. so that you can show up in the world and enjoy your life. So that's, in a nutshell, who I am. I am a Gemini. My yeah. coming up soon.
1: Yes, so, June 2nd, um, 1889. That's right. <laughs> the <an> inside joke. <laughs> inside joke, yes. <laughs> yes exactly. So I've been here a long time. Yeah. Yes, long time. Oh, um, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm a Gemini, and, um, yeah, I'm just excited to, like, talk about things and get into it and all those about
1: it. I love it. So you say you're based out of Charlotte. What is that like? What's life like in Charlotte?
0: Charlotte, I I enjoy Charlotte. So mm-hmm. a little bit more about me. I'm from a small town outside of Charlotte. It's probably like 25 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clover, Clover, South Carolina. So
1: hey, shout out to South Carolina. Hey. <laughs> so when I was in um, when I was
0: in high school, when I graduated, there was one stoplight in Clover. We had mm-hmm. one stoplight, one grocery store. High school, you know, just real, real small. So real intimate. Um, yes, yes, real intimate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so coming to Charlotte, of course, I've lived some other places for school and stuff, but coming to Charlotte, Charlotte's like the biggest city I've lived in for real. I'm like, whoa, look at the lights, look at the buildings. Yes. So it's it's cool in that way. I live on the outskirts, so it kind of gives me a little bit of city life but then you know the kind of more slow-paced life that i'm accustomed to just you know from growing up and that sort of thing so it's the perfect blend yeah a lot of things and a lot of i have a lot of friends we went to school with and stuff that are here too so mm-hmm. it's been good for social aspects too the only thing i'm waiting to pull through is the dating scene but you know what? keep
1: what's the date? what's dating life like in charlotte they ain't showing up
0: you know, I'm still trying to figure it out. Still mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. It's um, it's very much so a so. From my understanding, Charlotte is a financial hub of sorts. You, know, you got your big banks, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. town. So there's a lot of young business professionals. I think again, that's not my feel, but that's okay. what my, my friends tell me. Yeah. But I also get a, a family feel a lot. we're so, okay, yeah. So either, like, really young professionals, let's say, you know, fresh out of grads or fresh out of school, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, living that kind of post-college life. Yeah. Or a lot of people that are already partnered and married. Now, that's just me. Somebody's going to say, well, you're just not looking. You're just not out enough. But I'm like, I yeah. feel like i be out.
1: <laughs> I'm making the effort, okay?
0: <laughs> I think I'm out, so... Probably similar to other people's experiences. Just trying to find out where are the men? Where, yeah. where do y'all go? What, what, where y'all at? Right. Let's let's yeah. think about
1: this. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a, like cigar bar is one thing that comes to mind. Like mm. the guy I like will probably I like piano bars. I love piano music. So the guy I want is probably going to be at a cigar bar, probably a piano bar, a lounge. Yeah, that's a
0: good point.
1: Definitely in the I have gym. Not tried a cigar bar. And, you know, going to the gym at different times of day, like if you're used to going in the morning, try going in the evening one time, you know, maybe he go in the evening or, um, well, any, any ideas come to your head? Like the,
0: the gym at different times, it's actually not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say there's, there's definitely a culture of like, well, and also I've been, I've lived in Charlotte twice <laughs> so uh-huh. this is my second round. And so the second round has been during COVID, For part of the time. Okay, yeah. I think that's had an effect on just the social aspect of what people are out and about doing. You know what I mean? But I do see going into the warmer months this year, there's a lot more, a lot of more places to be, events going on. So like, yeah. um, And more in the creative space, you know, like festivals, music stuff, things at Camp Northern, which is like a really um, popular. neighborhood or area at the um, north side of charlotte that i think i can peek, you know a few mm-hmm. things um there's yes. a there's a run club that um has um has a, a running a running group every tuesday and i peeked them on instagram past okay.
1: come still- on oh, yes do the doing the research ladies make sure you're doing the research okay don't just be <laughs> drowning around aimlessly just to have right. a plan in place
0: Right, but I do think anything active, I think anything active yes. group-wise group is probably going to be where I find somebody that,
1: you know, yes. is my vibe. Same, because the person I want to be with, I want to enjoy you. And so I kind of want to meet somebody doing something that they enjoy or I'm doing something I enjoy. We're doing something that we both enjoy together and it takes the pressure off. Try to impress each other. Just really seeing each other in our full of selves, like excited and happy and in a competitive state, you know, that's your like your raw sense. Like I've my mindset is if I just focus on doing things that I like to do but actually do them, not saying like, Oh, I wanna go to more festivals but then not going, like, no, actually go to festivals. Like actually do the things you love and then you just may run into somebody that's also doing something that they love and you know? Exactly. And let's yeah. be friends first. And let's just enjoy each other and then we can be like, oh, by the way, I will totally have sex with you. <laughs> by, the by the way, FYI, <laughs> I like you. I want to kiss them lips. In the fine print. <laughs> In the fine print. <laughs> I love it. So on the so on the subject of, you know, dating and going out and meeting people, I know um part of your not your mantra, but what you do you are sober correct you, Yes. you practice sobriety mm-hmm. uh how long have you been sober i've
0: been
1: sober seven and a half years now cheers to that <laughs> cheers cheers to everyone that is practicing sobriety cheers yes. cheers and Let's cheers tea. congratulations yes we're drinking tea <laughs> sipping tea but um, may I ask, like, what sparked that? Like, why? Like, the journey? Like, I'm interested to know all of that. Like, what was the last time you drank? What was the the switch? All that.
0: Yeah, so I got sober um, pretty young. I was 26.
1: Yes. Sobriety date is December 3rd, 2014. And so. Sag season? And that's, like, holiday season spirited?
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That, which is interesting, interesting that you bring that up because I think that, you know, the holidays can be... It can be festive, it can be fun, it can also be a lot going on. A yeah. Lot of stress, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, depending on like your family situation. And mine isn't too too crazy, but just a lot of a lot of things going
1: on, you know what I mean? And also yeah. a lot of reasons to be drinking. Yeah. You know? So it's like, oh, it's Thanksgiving, it's the day after Thanksgiving, it's the weekend. Oh, it's, they got engaged. Oh, it's New Year's coming up, New Year's Eve.
0: Yeah, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Party, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of so I think that even in you know me coming to the end of my road right in the middle right after Thanksgiving and before just before Christmas mm-hmm. um, was was appropriate and that um, realizing that the normal way of drinking was not working so my holiday drinking does not look like other people's holiday drinking as evidenced by, you know, everything that
1: I was going through at that time. And so, right. um, ultimately, i just
0: say a little bit, you know, I um, started drinking
1: in my teenage years. I'm hey, of that. Uh, hey what's <laughs> up? what was your first alcohol? Do you remember? Mm, I feel like it was like a Smirnoff. <laughs> <laughs> Red I label. Think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the like hazy white Smirnoff, like wine cooler, top Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah the like Zemas <laughs> and whatnot.
0: Not the straight, not, not anything straight up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, but everything was seemingly normal. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. College, I enjoyed my college years. Hey. You,
1: you were there for that. Oh, yes. Mad <laughs> dog <laughs> turning up juice to 11. Right. Right. Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> irking jerk. Right, right. So, um,
0: but for me, um, I didn't know this as much at the time, but, you know, addiction does run in my family lineage on one side of my family so that's always kind of been in the um in the background but mm-hmm. of course you grow up you're like not me not- I not know what I'm doing
1: I got control
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, or you just don't know sometimes in families it's not really spoken about in a you know upfront direct way so mm-hmm. you're not really sure like oh okay so so used to drink way back in the 70s and 80s and now they're just too old to drink and you think they're just a sober person but it's like nah they they, they will to, the, to the end yeah they can't now they can't get to the store on their
1: own so they can't drink oh, stuff like that oh yeah yeah so, right so it seems a little bit different
0: but anyway um so I would say that things were um what I could tell normal but I definitely enjoy drinking and will still name that I enjoy partying and I would enjoy. I'm not like a, ew, alcohol call gross person now. I just know that I can't drink. Yeah. Um. So uh, graduating, I played, played basketball at Western Carolina and mm. that took up a large bulk of my time, gave me a great purpose. Yes. Um, gave me a lot of things to keep me busy and just keep me forward focused. And so when basketball ended mm. uh, my senior year, that, I myself and I have realized that a lot of athletes struggle with the transition from, you know, being in that space where you have a team, where you have a common goal, where you have something that's kind of holding you accountable, structured purposeful, structured with your life, um, and your identity mm-hmm. as being a student athlete. Like this is my this is my thing, you know, and then one day when the game's over and you graduate, it's like you just kind of kind of dropped into reality like i'm like okay so what do you what do you do on saturday you don't practice where do we go yeah kind of have like a um an identity crisis of sorts trying to figure out what you're going to do now and i think that's where primarily that's where my drinking started to take over um out of boredom sometimes yeah freedom having more freedom yeah no practice you know couldn't really do certain things because you had practice in the morning or you were on an away game so you know a little bit more freedom but ultimately i think it was out of boredom and out of insecurity insecurity and uncertainty um, i realized that i had anxiety during that time and so i started drinking more often and the thing about addiction is that there's never really like a point on the timeline where you're just like and then that's when it became a problem it's gradual so over Course of, like, four or five years post grads post undergrad, um, I my drinking habits progressed to a point where I didn't feel like I, it was optional anymore. I think that's kind of if you're if you're wondering, kind of what some of the signs are, mm-hmm. is feeling like you have to drink in order to do things not even not just from a mental standpoint, but sometimes from a physical standpoint. Yeah, uh, hangovers, I know you know, hangovers are more or less common in our culture but those are the more like short term withdrawal symptoms from drinking. Oh, so okay if you are drinking heavily and drinking often the hangovers get worse and they last for longer Ugh. and uh. and it can put you in a cycle of well we'll just drink again and then we won't be hungover and then we'll just keep it moving and it'll you know and so that yeah. ended up being kind of how how it went from me choosing to drink often to me feeling like drinking every day was my normal normal not wanting to be sober and that comes yeah. along with depression and anxiety and low self-esteem and confidence issues I didn't have a spiritual walk at all and during that time alcohol basically kind of took that took that place yeah so I wow. came to the end of my drinking just from Realizing that I was getting in the way of my own potential. You Come know what on. I mean? The things that I'm doing now, which I hope we'll talk about. Yeah. Like all of that was in the balance. Like, what are you going to do? You know, you got a fork in the road. You can either go this route that you're on, which you kind of know where that ends up based on family members that you've seen, or you can choose to do something about it now Come and on. get back to where the, your gifts and your potential and live a life to the fullest. So, Oh, that's I right. <laughs> I didn't have all of that on December 3rd, but I knew I wasn't going to make it. Like, I kind of, I really felt like something bad was going to happen. And that's mm. another thing, you know, people do get DUIs. People do get in accidents. People say things they don't mean, you Yeah. Know? and I was kind of getting to that place where I wasn't myself Yeah. and um, people closer to me, some people closer to me, family and stuff were concerned and so it's the culmination of things but all in all it was not i honestly don't feel like it was much on my end i think it was a god moment for sure Come it on. kind of just helped me kind of push the brakes on that and my original day was december 1st but as we know with if you have a problem and it it's really hard to stop so that's why it's december 3rd and i was trying to like yeah. make it catch it all you know oh december one new month new me okay new month, fresh <laughs> But then I was like, dang, I really am struggling with like making it, making it stop, you know, stopping. So yeah. that that's kind of what brought me to again, it's just like a realization of uh, um, an awakening of you're gonna something bad is gonna happen to you. Like this is not a game, like you gotta have have yeah. an issue. And so thank God I said, okay, I'm just gonna tell somebody throw myself in and figure this out another
1: way. Yes. So what helped you get that? Like, did you have accountability partners? Did you have to substitute, you know, like, make new triggers for the times you would be drinking? Like, sub- you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. So first, the very first week um, that I decided to stop, I started going to recovery meetings, like 12-step meetings. So that is a Let's part go. of my, my journey is being I was in 12-step meetings consistently for like the first four or five years of my sobriety and I still go to recovery meetings now they're just my 12 step yeah um so I did that um and that's the thing I was open willing I was like I don't care what it is I'm just gonna try stuff yeah sometimes people are like yeah I want to stop and this could be for anything not just drinking but I want to stop but I want to do it my way or I don't you know they don't really want to just be completely willing to just do What's necessary. So I did that. I got plugged in with a local church here. Mm -hmm. Um, I got in a a Bible study group there. And um, what's key and what ties into what I do now is I also had a workout buddy during the week Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, Hey. Carol. Hey, Carol. (laughs) Hey, girl. (laughs) Hey, girl. Me and Carol, we would work out every day after work and speaking to the triggers thing. You know, I worked in the mental health field, it can be very stressful. Yeah. It can, be, it can be a lot. And so I would go home and just cope by drinking. And so I started going to the gym after work to kind of break up that time of just getting in my car and going home. Yeah. So i work out, get those endorphins going, get the feel good, you know, mm-hmm. all of that going. That would block off some time. And then I would go to a recovery meeting. And by the time I got out there, it's time to wow. be back. Wow. That's really, that's really legitimately how how I did it was just blocking my time with other stuff yeah to keep me from being just by myself and my same you know in my apartment doing I-
1: the same thing absolutely so so you guys noticed that she built consistency you know like straight out the gate going to those meetings and you did that for four to five years consistent and you still go like even mm-hmm. you know so like um because you said seven years
0: Seven, yeah, seven and a
1: half. Seven and a half. And and a half, half I'm going to give the point five, okay? 7.5. So, like, um, do you still have those, like, cravings, desires? Do you still have those triggers at all? Like, what's it like seven years later? Seven and a half years later?
0: No, it's definitely changed. I would say the first year was very much so a physical battle of just wanting to feel the relief of drinking and just wanting, like, physically. Um, and then I think going into like it's kind of like phases and this this is long-term sobriety what they call it so i'm like oh this is new this is different um so but the second second part of that was more so emotional triggers you know like how do you deal with a death in the family how do you deal with a parent falling ill how do you deal with job changes without without drinking and so that's kind of been you know some different things that I've had to deal with and now it's just about dealing with life. Um not it's not like I'm oh like, God. oh I just wish I could go drink. It's just without without stressing myself out, like just managing my emotions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just showing up and dealing with things. It's just a continual work, you know? So I don't yeah. have cravings necessarily anymore. Um, and even if I do, I won't say I don't have thoughts of like, oh, I wish, you know, sometimes I see stuff. And I'm like, you know, oh, it'd be nice to like be able to, you know, fan- I fantasize. It would be nice to go on this trip and be able to drink like normal people. Or, you know, I might get upset. Get frustrated that i have to have a different path in my more low vibration moments i might have like a, a point where i'm just like but yeah for the most part i think i have enough things in place that kind of keep drinking from being the next option yeah you know what i'm saying and so i got i got my friends i, well, I got my faith for one i got Come my on. friends i got my family i got workouts i've got therapy i've got my recovery meeting so the option of drinking is like 30th on the list come on i get through
1: 29 things let's go i still
0: want to drink surely it's time to go to bed by then like it's no time you know what i'm saying
1: the liquor store is is closed
0: yes (laughs) something has worked or or it's just like you it's just different so it's just like riding that wave is what i do now and i don't really have a whole lot of literal temptation to like you
1: know let me find the drink like it's not like that not like <laughs> nope. but it used to be it yeah like come on vulnerability so like you mentioned like um when you're out with your friends and stuff like what was that transition like because you say like you're not the, the shop police like when you're out like you know preaching to people like hey you dr-, you know what i'm saying so like what was that transition like um thank goodness
0: i've had some really solid friends Yeah, um, i remember i went to uh, probably like a month in to my sobriety journey I went to I was out with friends at like a uh, wine bar it was a hookah lounge anyway it was a little early I will say it was a little early to be in in the elements but my friends have always been very supportive and that's something that not everybody gets in sobriety so I have other women in recovery that I am close with through this journey a group of women that I've literally been with since like the first week and we still stay in contact but um they um they had to cut off their, they had to like cut off their friends or just make that decision because their friends were drinking friends. Yeah. Um, I have friends who drink, but they're not my drinking friends. Because like, there is a it. difference. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's not our our center way of relating to each other. Right. Know? And so that's been helpful. Um, for me, I just had to learn there's certain places I just don't want to be. You know, how sometimes you don't really want to go somewhere, but it's like, oh, they got some drinks, you know, I'll have a few drinks and it'll be a vibe, you know, or when right. you, you you drink because, you know, because it's awkward and you just kind of, you know, so now it's just like, if I really don't feel like going, if I haven't been sleeping well, mm-hmm. it's been a stressful day, I try to balance that with, do I have the capacity to be around people who are drinking, you know, yeah. in whatever capacity. And so that's kind of how I do now. But thank God I've really had some friends that have not been like, "Come on, just one."
1: Yeah.
0: I haven't had that, and that's really been helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I went on my first girls trip. I know it's been seven years, but that's the journey. Like I hadn't been on like a legit, straight up girls trip, a bachelor wow. party in March. Wow. We went to, we went to Vegas. Yeah. Went to Vegas. And I stayed sober the whole time and we know what Vegas is in about. Vegas money. Oh, stuff, right. Like, wow. But it was cool. I enjoyed it. I, I talked about it with my therapist and we figured out like what else I was gonna do. So I woke up on one day when I knew people might be sleeping in, bouncing yeah. back, you know, whatever. R- right. So I went to the gym, walked around Vegas. You know, I just had my own my own plan. Yes. So
1: that's kind of how I do it. Wow. wow. So I love how you you know you explain like because i didn't realize that like just having to decline like actual trips and like yeah having to decline because of the temptation because you do have those people that's like oh it's just one and it's like just respect what i said damn it like this is my boundary like this is my my goal this is what i'm trying to work towards like don't disrespect that you know so i love that you're so vulnerable and raw and sharing that experience with us thank you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah no problem i think it just it's i don't say it too to scare people off like if this needs to be a part of your journey is to like give up drinking I don't want people to think oh then I'm gonna have to give up everybody's situation is different yeah like I, I think it was just circumstances it wasn't necessarily that it took that long I've been I've been places but that was like the first like yeah but get, get your outfits together we got an itinerary we going to this club we going to that brunch yes you know, that type of thing yeah um but I think it's just you know I've had to work on getting trusting my recovery too so i think that i probably could have done something like that sooner it's about me being sure of my recovery process to know that i can be there yeah. enjoy myself have a good time and not you know not having any issues i love so that's been a part of it too yeah,
1: yeah and just being more intentional with your time it's like look if i'm just going there just to drink i mean damn like what else is it you know like yeah. i'm good on all yeah. that
0: yeah, my rule is if there's not something else to do, then I'm probably not. Then yeah, stay either if I come, I'm pro- I may not stay long. You know what I mean, or I may not go. So if we're drink, if there's gonna be drinking, it's a paint and sip. Okay, so I can paint. Or right. Go to the bowling alley. Okay, I can bowl. wherever we're going, you know, but like a wine tasting.
1: Yeah.
0: I just don't. You, you know, know
1: what I'm gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Other than be the DD, and I ain't gonna do all that.
0: danishes they have you know i've I've been on the wine tasting but again it's to celebrate someone's birthday yeah there's other stuff going on so there was a different purpose not just random hey let's find you
1: know find some somewhere to drink right so like with this um so with this accomplishment how did it translate to your business and how you operate your business
0: everything honestly everything that i do uh, with my business is because i'm so aware. i'm 100% Mm. clear that if i were to have continued drinking or if I ever drink again, I don't think I would be able to show up mm. as con- for my business. I think it would be an all or nothing situation. So yeah. B3, I, I say B3 for short, just because it's just easier to say, but B3 stands for something. It stands for believe, be free, be well. Cheers. And that's today. really just like the life mantra. <laughs> Cheers. The life mantra. Cheers. Um, believe means, you know, having a strong faith, working on your spiritual walk with God, having um, believing in yourself, self-esteem. So that's like a two-pronged one. Yeah. Be free is being free of whatever is holding you back. For me, that was initially alcohol, but I've had to let go of other things. I've had to let for, figure out my relationship with food. i had to figure out the type of men that I was dating. I've had to figure yeah. out a lot of different things. And then be well is putting things into practice to keep yourself healthy and in a good headspace and moving forward so it's literally the framework for the for the work that i do yeah i I do get women that are wanting to cut back on drinking but i get women that also have a relationship with food they want to be free of or a negative thought cycle self-talk that they want to be free of or childhood trauma that they want to be free of and so that free part can be whatever
1: Mm -hmm. i love it how long um when did you start it like what was the the birthing process of b3 i
0: think this might have been in 2017 so about three years after getting sober i literally the first couple of years i was just focused on saving myself Mm -hmm. and just doing what was necessary show up do the things and then around year three i started feeling like "Uh, this is a miracle that wait a minute now with
1: somebody. Yes. You know, I mean, like, really, like, wow. Yes. You really, you really changed your life. Yeah. And so, I realized that the way that I was
0: doing therapy as a therapist, like, I, the um, environment and the style of therapy wasn't really fulfilling me, which is another recovery thing. You cannot keep yourself mm. in things that you don't enjoy, things that don't bring you, don't bring you joy. Yeah. And expect to be like, oh, I have no reason to, to drink again. You have to create that. So, Moving, um, moving out of that job was really what gave me the um, the um, space to think of B three, and so it's been what five years now. And it just started with a dream. I was like, I just want to be, I want to involve fitness and therapy together. I want to do something, and people are like, huh, what's that? Yeah, I, was like, I don't know yet. I don't know. I just know that I don't want to sit on a couch all the time and talk to people about their issues. I want to get them up. I want to get them out. And then from there, things are just taking shape
1: right i love it um it just heads up it gave us the 10 minute flash i don't know if you can okay. see it on your end but um but i'll keep you posted um so may is mental health awareness month right yes. yep. um what do we need to know regarding like what's on your mind regarding <laughs> mental health and what we need to like in regards to the black community specifically yeah
0: yes yeah. or women I'll say is i think that the last couple of years with um with the pandemic and everything specifically with the pandemic, just because it just cleared out a lot of distraction from life to realize the state of our own personal being, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, um, but generally speaking, I think that, you know, mental health is just still fairly taboo when it comes to the black community. And there's a whole long history of why that is not trusting, not trusting the government, not trusting doctors. Yeah. Um, mental health issues historically being put on us to to keep us in slavery or to mm-hmm. you know to arrest us or anything. It's been used as an oppressive tool in right. the past, um, and so I get why collectively we have a concern with that. But I think now, um, particularly our generation, I know a lot of Black people that are in therapy. You know, and just really realizing, they're like, I can't convince my parents to go. That's the other generation. They're right. Just, it is what it is. You it is, mean? is They, just, they don't want to go talk to the ladies. Love okay? them
1: where they at. <laughs> right.
0: But we are doing the work. Yes. You know? So I think that just open ourselves up to exploring. Um, I have a lot of women that come to me and they're just like, I don't know what I need to work on, but I just want to give this a shot.
1: Yeah. Know? And so
0: that goes a long way. Um, But we have mental health just like anybody else does. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just think that we're supposed to just tough it through or that we don't have time to address it or that it's not worth it to address it. Right. We have depression, anxiety, trauma, especially Mm -hmm. that needs to be addressed. And I think it comes out in the ways that we, and I'm speaking in general terms just for the conversation of it, but in the ways that we show up. And so things that you may do that you aren't proud of or that are just really impulsive sometimes it comes from not having a solid mental health um, experience right. you know what I mean and so realizing the connection between how I show up how I behave the things that I do for me my drinking came from an issue an anxiety source so how yeah. are you addressing the anxiety is your freedom to the drinking part otherwise the drinking is going to continue to take over you yeah. know so I would just say um, for our community it's just you know, I think it's a systemic thing as well. You know what I mean? I think we need more um, Black therapists. I think we need... Yes. Because it's... Uh, even more so now, I see people looking for... I, I need to just speak with a Black therapist about some of these issues because they are race-related. Yeah. Um. But there's, there's a shortage, you know? I, I'm mm. full. My friends are full sometimes, you know what I mean? And so it's kind of hard to get that. So I think that's a part of it. But ultimately, realizing that... This type of freedom and this type of therapy is not just a luxury. It's for you and you deserve to be able to work through some of the things that you have going on that maybe you've never told anybody about.
1: Yeah, I think that is so powerful you said that therapy is not a luxury because we look at it as a luxury you know like oh like you must got money if you're going to, to a therapist or whatever but we do need to get out of that because I know personally like I kind of have that mindset like oh can I afford this much therapy you know but it's like but think about if you don't get the therapy like what's at stake mm-hmm. you know right. like think about the relationships that could fall apart think about the lack of progression that you will make in your life if you just you know so I and like that, that
0: you repeat, and the patterns that you repeat you know I come from a family system. Systems aspect when I'm working in therapy. And so I'm like, how did your grandmother do things? What did she pass down to your mother? What did your mother pass down to you? Yeah, Now you have the opportunity to be a change agent and deal with the symptoms that you're experiencing in a different way. Or if and when you create a family of your own, how is that being passed down to another yet another generation in your family lineage and just really kind of seeing it as it's not just about you. I literally feel yeah. like I'm dealing with things that
1: weren't dealt with in other generations of my family. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that so hard. I feel that. Um Kristen, oh damn it. It was on the tip of my tongue. But um we got four minutes left. But um how can we find you and what's next for B three? That's what it was.
0: Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, the best place to find me in social media land yes. would be I'll give you my website. It's b 3 bykristincom That's a hub for everything, the services that I offer. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter and just emails in general there um, to stay connected. But if you're in on the social medias, <laughs> can, uh, my Instagram has really been taking off here recently. I would love to have you
1: guys follow cheers to that the content has been consistent hun i'm inspired and the suits are so cute you dress so cute thank you
0: thank you i'm like okay somebody uh hit me up for a deal but hey y'all yes right um so my my instagram is kristen beepster my name um and so i just post everything that we just talked about i post mental health content things about healthy habits um, I post workouts and I try to make the workouts short and doable for everybody or at least something on my page for everybody because I feel like working out and taking care of yourself shouldn't feel so out of reach for people like it sometimes does. You know, you see a lot of trainers and they're bench pressing 400 pounds and they're doing burpee backflips. Ain't got time for that. Ain't got time for that. It's too much. Too yeah. Much. Even for me, I'm like, no, I don't think do that's sis. So yeah. Keep it, keep it simple for you. Um, but that you can be well doing doing things in a very simple way and it can help you be more consistent if you start small. Yeah. You don't have to work out for an hour every day. You may work up to something like that if you so choose to, right. but you don't have to feel like you want to start. You have to start there in order to experience the benefits of just moving your body more. So that's essentially what I post about. Yeah. And I'm in my comments. Feel free to ask me a question. Um, I try to
1: respond to things and really just engage with anybody who's tapped in. Yes, I love it. And, um, yeah, so because it's like two minutes left. So Um, thank you so much, Kristen, for joining on, you guys. She just gave you the details of where you can find her. Go to her website. Follow her on Instagram and all her social media platforms. And, yeah, just take it from Kristen. Like, that that was a great message. And I love that she said therapy is not a luxury. Like, we need to really – embedded in our routine in our schedule in our lifestyle you know so and like how you were sharing your your story your testimony in regards to like your sobriety journey I just really really appreciate that because I know it's gonna help so many people and I just want to give you your flowers I'm so proud of you I love you I'm just like beaming over here like you are doing it girl and I'm Mm -hmm. just just keep going and wow i'm just so touched i'm just wow i don't know like <laughs> i'm really just so touched and i'm just so proud to just keep going oh my god i don't know why i'm so sad y'all it's gemini season it's like airy season got <laughs> like all these feelings and yes oh yeah that's uh your gemini queen what's it like why like what 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 do we need to know about the gemini queens um i think
0: that you know the more i take care- myself the less ups and downs I tend to have but, on, you know a you message. Know, it, it kind of levels out a little bit more um but that's something that I'm still trying to learn is just like kind of where I sometimes people think I'm more of a Virgo because I am a type A personality yes and like things to be kind of I know,
1: feel like,
0: it but I think that um as far as kind of being I, I honestly I don't know a whole lot about how people would say I relate to it um, but people mm-hmm. seem to miss think that I'm a Virgo sometimes. I'm like,
1: you give Virgo know? energy, yeah. <laughs> you do. But you're a Virgo, so I'm sure it's gotta be dope. Is there, and we pinged, like, when I, like we became friends like, you know, yeah, fairly quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm sure that the Gemini is in there. I love, I love my birth month, I love my birthday, but, um, but sometimes I get
0: Virgo vibes, so we'll
1: see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, my Gemini queen, our Gemini friend. We appreciate you so much, but you guys... Thank you for tuning in to another episode of My burger Friend Podcast. Please follow Kristen. She has some great content, great information for you out there. And, yes, I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye.